It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If there was one takeaway from the Cleveland Browns 2023 season, it's that a top-notch defense can overcome a lot of warts. We're going to talk about that, get into some combine prep. The OBRZ and Valentino is here. Your latest Locked On Browns starts now. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns Podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, joined today by Ian Valentino from the OBR. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. If you were not part of the everyday crowd by now, we'll make a new plan. Stand, subscribe to Lockdown Browns YouTube channel. Show is always available, always free, wherever you get your podcasts. Ian, now, the, and I think the thing that was probably amazing about the Browns defense last year. And we tried to like temper expectations all summer of like, Hey, it's defense. It takes a little while, you know, yes, it looks great, but sometimes it takes things to gel. No such case right out the gate. This defense was ready to go. Um, and top, obviously one of the best units in the NFL, but you look at it right now and you look at the defensive end position, you know, Zadarius Smith pending free agent defensive tackles right now, all on the roster you have is Tomlinson returning and Siaki Ika, who's coming off a rough rookie season. The linebacker room has five pending free agents. You've got a deep cornerback room and in league desperate for established cornerback play, certainly something to monitor there. Safety room, you have obviously, you know, one, two, three. You have Thornhill. You have obviously now Grant Elpin tied up for the long haul. You have Ronnie Hickman. You have Bell, guys that showed well as the season closed out. Some thoughts here, Ian, on the defense. And obviously you want it to hopefully be just as good, but there is always that expectation you can make it a little better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the foundation is there, right? Like this team has done a really good job of building the core. And so the core is set. Now the question is, how do they retool? And this is going to be the question really year over year, unless if they can draft or uncover, like sign somebody that becomes like a Hassan Reddick type of, you know, reclamation project from somewhere else um, or find that guy from within as whether it's a day two or day three pick, where do you find the true number two to Miles Garrett on the defensive line? Did a great job bringing in Zadarius Smith last year. Would love to see him back. Can you afford to bring him back? That's going to be number question number one. If you can't afford to bring him back, how do you replace him? It's a good edge class, you know, up to a certain point. There's not a lot of depth. We've talked about it before. There's not a lot of depth in this class because of NIL and how that really ravaged um, the depth in this class. And so I think you're going to have limited opportunities there. Uh, free agency, edge guys generally are expensive. So do you want to spend there? Or do you want to keep a guy that you already know what he's about? You know what he brings to the table to bring him back. Do you trust the guys that you've drafted in the last couple of years? Um, obviously, Ogbo's coming back from injury. Do you really see him as the number two? Or 
or is he just going to be more of a rotational guy? So there's some questions there that they have to look intrinsically and say, do we trust the guys, you know, McGuire, Alex Wright? Do we see those guys as a as an heir apparent to the vets, or do we still need to rely on a vet to bridge that gap? Um, defensive tackle, I mean, they've done a great job last year, bringing in Shelby, uh, bringing in Hurst. I thought those were great pickups, no doubt about that. But it's kind of like the same question, right? Like, are you ready for the young guy to take the step? Probably not. And that's okay. Like, I know people are going to be upset because they took a, a guy in like the top 100 range that isn't going to be a starter year two, but that's not abnormal for the position. And it's not abnormal for a team that's fighting for a Super Bowl. So it's okay to bring in vets. I think they're going to have a chance. You look at this defensive tackle class. It's not really like the edge class. There's always defensive tackles available in free agency. Harris is like the best example of that. You brought him in for pretty pretty reasonable price and you brought him in pretty late. He might come back. Or you can get someone pretty similar. And I think if you wait, it always bears out that if you wait, you get a pretty good value at that position. Linebacker and, and the defensive backfield. Yeah, I think that's really where it gets really interesting for me. Uh, I think there are upgrades available, especially at the linebacker position. How much do you want to spend? I think this front office is going to be fairly frugal. And they're going to be looking for opportunities. for Spend the MO to this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I'm really interested to see, you know, how do they go about that line? Where do you want to spend? And we've seen some really good values at linebacker take place. You don't want to be a team that's really taking a first round linebacker. Generally, obviously the Browns will have a first round pick, but that wouldn't be this group anyways. So I'm excited because it is a good linebacker group in the draft. I think that they could really walk away from this draft with someone that could make a day one impact and you're paying them peanuts for the next four years. And that is something you're certainly going to have to look at here because, you know, and we talked about the you know being frugal. Look, you know when you look at an analytic franchise, normally you don't pay running backs. You're certainly not going to pay linebackers. Nick Chubb broke that mold. They're looking at JOK, and JOK right now essentially broke the mold as well. So you know, look, you understood, and the fruition is we draft him. He's going to be cheap early as a second round pick. Hopefully he hits. Well, now we got to write the check. Well, you're going to write the check, which obviously means it's probably going to be really peanuts at the rest of the linebacker position. A guy like Muhammad Diabate, who played mostly as special teams last year, I think is an interesting name to watch here. Obviously, one year in the system, played well in special teams, UDFA, but kind of checks all the boxes. Had good tape. Obviously, had a nice athletic profile you know, from Florida to Utah, Utah for his final year. So certainly an interesting name there. The secondary is where it gets interesting because, you know, you're probably four deep already at corner. You know, they liked Cameron Mitchell. Obviously, he got to play at times a lot last year as the revolving door. You know, you hate to bring up the name and you hate to possibly say it, but it's always been a name this time of year that we've talked about the last couple of seasons. Could it be something the Browns do? And it's not so much that they don't want the player. It's basically maybe opening up a window for somebody else to get some PT. Yeah, I think trading Greg Newsom is going to be that question, right? Like if this team has one big swing this offseason as far as getting an asset, it's not going to be as maybe others have, you know, opined. It's you know, moving Nick Chubb, moving David Njoku. I don't I don't think those are likely. I don't think moving Amari Cooper, but that doesn't make sense. None of those make sense to me. You know, moving Wyatt Teller. I've seen some folks maybe say, oh, maybe move Teller to go get an offensive weapon like Ayuk or someone like that. I don't really think that makes sense for the core of this team, what this franchise is built around. To me, it's you look at the position of strength. If you trust Denzel Ward's health, big if, you got to know your guys here. Yep. You got to rely on your trainers, training staff, and your guys. But I think it's Greg Newsom, and it's not that he's not a good player. It's, it, it, he is. 
It's just look at the size of the position that you already have. You already have someone in Ward who can move inside or outside and play at a high level. You have Cameron Mitchell who can play inside or outside. It seems like Mitchell can at least be a replacement level or better player. Is the drop-off from Newsom, especially if you can get a day-two pick in return, where you can use that pick either for a veteran or package those picks to move up? What if you could move up with two second? Let's say you get a second-round pick from Newsom. Maybe that's possible. If you can do a second-round pick with Newsom and get your own second-round pick, can you move up to maybe a late first round or the top of the second round? Is that beneficial? Is it worth it? Maybe it's not. Maybe you just want to use that pick. So it's tough. It's really tough to value. Like, where do the veterans, you know, you've got a good player. So trading that for a rookie can be pretty risky. But that's the type of forward-facing move that the franchise has to make because otherwise you might be in a position in two years from now where you lose Newsom for nothing or at least a comp pick, right? A comp pick for the following years. You're talking two or three years down the line. That's pretty tough to lose, especially if you can get that pick right now. It might be worth it to take a little bit less so that you can add to that to the roster right now at a position of need. And anybody who here is trying to say, like, you know, pointing a finger at Greg Newsom, this could be a situation better for Greg Newsom as well. You know, playing slot doesn't bring home the bacon necessarily. And Greg Newsom had a nice rookie year. The problem is missed some time as a second year player. MJ Emerson absolutely came in and was something the Browns didn't have at the position and, you know, created a situation where a new defense coordinator said, well, I'm not going to take my biggest guy and try to put him in on the inside. I'm going to keep him on the outside because we got certain, you know, big receivers we need to deal with. And my other two corners are average size or maybe a little under. So it's not like I'm moving the big guy inside and, He's already our number one, so he's not getting moved inside. It's a scenario certainly to think about. We're going to continue here. Your latest Locked On Browns. Appreciate everybody for being along for the ride. This next segment is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. Look, I told you guys, my wife has been dealing with a bunch of medical stuff. We are starting to hear some positives, but it is really tough when somebody that you rely on you're in love with and means so much to you and there's not something you can do for them but she's been tough she's been a rock and we're starting to see the brighter side therapy can be different for everyone most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online it's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We continue on here. Your latest Locked On Browns, the OBRs, Ian Valentino is in here. This episode is brought to you by the great folks over at FanDuel. Make sure you get over, sign up for an account. Hey. 
parlays, basketball. Look, you find a reason to get down. FanDuel, it'll keep you there. Get a little money on the action. Um, appreciate you all for making Lockdown Rounds your first listen every single day. The Everyday Crowd. Be like the Everyday Crowd. Subscribe to the show, of course. Always available, always free, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Ian, this is about the time. And look, it, it's tough here the couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. And even when you're maybe team set, trick and your team's done, we hit this dead spot. And look, you go to the the biggest beat writer accounts for your team is man, even Mary Kay ain't got nothing for us right now here, but business is about to pick up NFL combine next week. Certainly. And we're going to have to get used to this, the way these classes are the fact that we're going to talk about some guys being there competing at 20, some guys there competing at damn near 25 just seems absolutely crazy, but it's the world we are in now with the state of football, but some players offensively, you know, and we're starting to get some names of some guys who unfortunately will not be able to work out next week. It's part of it. You know, we know the way it works here. Um, but, you know, for some of the things the Browns need, and, you know, if anybody's listening to Daniel Jeremiah talk, he won't shut up about wide receivers. He won't shut up about offensive tackles. That's good for the Browns. Um, but some names that you're probably looking for on the offensive side of the ball here is all of a sudden, here we are. And look, it, it is full on the 2024 NFL season. Yeah, I mean, this is the silly season, right? So we're about to get all of it. We're about to get all the craziness. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun it's, until it, it gets a little little crazy like you know the two weeks before the draft but you know we'll embrace it and i think there's a lot of winners there's gonna be a lot of winners next week we know that when the combine hits it's the stars really rise and there's gonna be some workout warriors and so you're trying to find that balance right like you know the guys who are good on tape now you got to find the guys who maybe weren't great on tape but they're really good in workouts and then you have to kind of bridge that gap to say okay what was missing there was it just the situation and can be can the browns get the most out of that player these are some guys, you know, looking at running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line. You want to have some guys that are in the mix there. And I know that like the Browns are definitely going to be looking at those positions of need. So I'm looking at running back. If I'm saying, okay, what's the explosiveness of these type of guys? Amani Bailey out of TCU, Ray Davis out of Kentucky, Kendall Milton out of Georgia. Can these guys become RB1s? If Nick Chubb's not 100% ever again, or even if he is, what's his shelf life? Can these guys become a strong number two for Nick Chubb over the next couple of years? Great. Okay. I think those guys have great profiles, had really good film. Now they got to back it up there. Looking at wide receiver, Lydiatric Griffin out of Mississippi State. It's kind of been under the radar. We've, Like you said, we've been hearing a lot about this wide receiver class. It's a really good class. You have to find a gem. Who's going to be out, Who's going to be there on day three for the Browns? They've got all these picks on day three. He might be a guy. I want to see his speed. I want to see his suddenness. Is he quick out of cuts? Is he sharp running routes? Didn't see that a lot at Mississippi State because it's an air raid offense. So you don't always see the full route tree there. Javon Baker out of UCF. We've talked about him. Big physical guy. You know, people are going to say Anquan Bolden. And we all know Anquan Bolden's not a great comp. That's a one in the lifetime type of player. Can he be a little bit more twitchy? Can he be able to accelerate out of his cuts a little bit cleaner? Doesn't create a ton of separation. So we have to see it in his workouts to be able to say, well, maybe it's just UCF. It's similar like the Mississippi State situation. A lot of go routes, things that don't really highlight that part of his game. I want to see him not just be a fast player. I want him to see a vertically explosive player who can win at the catch point. Um, tight end, Theo Johnson out of Penn State, someone I really like. I think the Browns will really like him too. Guy who can jump out of the building, he should test really well. I mean, we know like Penn State, all you have to say is Penn State, and you should be able to expect a plus athlete he's on that list he should be a guy that wins next week hands down if he doesn't you might take him off your draft board like 
that's what's at stake for like you look at the film it's all there so there's no reason why he won't do really well but i think he's someone that could vault himself into the browns you know third round fourth round discussions to say if we really value that tight end two position he makes a lot of sense kate stover out of ohio state similar bag really great pass catcher farmer gronk right like he's a good athlete is he that great athlete i'm not really sure but he's a good blocker and he's a good pass catcher i'd love to have him on my team i don't know what i'd spend on him but next week we'll help uh, kind of answer that question and i'm looking at tackles and maybe tackles who can move inside to guard so keaton bills and satawa lomea so bills is out of utah and he's someone that i think who he's going to go into guard i think he's a powerful left guard type of guy i look at like a wyatt teller type of mold and say in a phone booth this guy is going to dominate he's going to move his guys off the blocks he's going to get him downhill and just be a bully in the trenches i love that i love that for cleveland's offense and he really fits the current guard situation does he test well enough because every team looks at this i think cleveland's that same way it's like you really want guys who can move laterally they show the agility explosiveness Bills is a power guy. I think he has to show that quickness a little bit better. Um, and these drills are really going to be testing him. That three cone for him is going to be big. Uh, Lumea, same thing. He's going to be tackle into a guard. Uh, for him, he's got the movement ability. I think he will test pretty well there. His power, I want to see, is that explosiveness. It's almost like the opposite pro- problem. It's not that he's not powerful one-on-one. He's got the hands for it, but it's the drive. It's the continued sustaining those blocks downfield. Um, so it's a little bit different problems, but both good players. They're both very accomplished players. You watch the film. I mean, you look at their accolades, too. There's a reason why those guys have been well-regarded. The last guy is Delmark Lays out of Maryland. Uh, true tackle, so you can keep him at tackle. Does Cleveland want to take that developmental left tackle, which we've talked about too? Do they look at that left tackle position and say, hey, long term, this is a need and we need to invest in it right now so that we can get ahead of the curve and that in 2025, we're going to have the eventual starter already on our roster. So every tackle has to show very similar things. You've got to be athletic, you've got to be quick, and you've got to be fast. Like Those are hard, unless if you're like 6'8", or 400 pounds like Dewan Jones, unless if you're that dude, you got to be quick and you got to be fast to tackle. There's very few exceptions. So I think Glaze, I think he'll be in that range. I think he's going to test really well. To me, he's the top my Browns draft board when I hit that offensive tackle position. All right. Now, this is now the second person here on Lothon Browns has brought up Mr. Glaze. Obviously, if everybody remembers, Pete Smith came back from Mobile. Very, very excited about Mr. Glaze. And here would be the thought process. You know, certainly maybe doesn't start as a rookie, but there is that decision to be made. And, you know, I do think Jedrick Wills is going to move on. I think they're going to put Dewan Jones at left tackle. Is the intention for him to be there forever? Maybe not. But then you look at the other side and you realize that maybe we are certainly getting closer and closer probably to the end of Jack Conklin's time with Cleveland. Um, and then maybe you can just say, Hey, Dewan, thanks for the effort. Obviously we'll put you back where you're a little bit more comfortable. So certainly decisions, options for this team to look at, of course. Um, but you know, offensively, look, it, 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 you, you do not want to miss the skill guys perform. And as much as nobody wanted to talk about the running back class, I would say over the last 10 days, everybody seems to want to talk about the running back class. Cause it, look, you don't have a guy that's going to go in the top 32, but you get to maybe that 45 to 85. And you could see five, six, seven. There are a lot of guys there who bring a lot of interesting things. Um, I highlighted a bunch of players the other day. Some guys will fit with the Browns due to age. Some guys will be like, you know, Jordan Brooks from Texas is a really nice running back. But are you going to bring in a second running back coming off an ACL injury? Just does not make any sense for the Cleveland Browns to put themselves in that position. So these are all things, obviously, to monitor. Um, And look, they'll be, you know, guys, look, if you can't. And this is always my pet peeve of this. 
If you were six foot four and two forty, you better show up to the combine at six foot four and two forty. We can't be living in this world anywhere where you're trying to lie to people about what you are and what you aren't. If you were supposed to run in the four threes, you better run in the four threes. Um, so we'll see. And you know, most of this stuff is starting to get weaned out as the years go on. But what you got to find is the guy that was described as four or five, and all of a sudden goes out there and gives you four four flat. Those are the guys that make the money. And the old famous one, of course, with the guys who do all these things, and we knew they were fast. Don't count it twice. Don't ever do it. It's a mistake. We're going to come back. Ian's going to give some guys on the defensive side of the ball here. Your latest Locked On Browns continues. Thanks again for sticking around. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm going to start to close it out here. Segment three, your latest Locked On Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd, the OBRs, Ian Valentino. Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns your first listen every single day. Again, the everyday crowd, join them. Subscribe to Locked On Browns YouTube channel. Show always available, always free, wherever you get your podcast. Now, Ian, we get to the defensive side of the ball here. And again, look, you know, Browns, as good as it was, the ability to get greater, you know, and this is what is so much fun. And if you're truly somebody that enjoys the draft, for the Browns for years, it was like, well, who's slipping? Who's slipping? Who's slipping? Because if this guy was supposed to go in the second round and he's going to go late third, guess what? He's going to start for the Cleveland Browns. For the Cleveland Browns, it's, well, who do you think can, you'd like to see maybe get a couple of reps each week and then maybe contend for a possible starting position one day, a.k.a. Alex Wright. So this is where, it for me, it's fun. And for people who truly love the draft process and all of this, this is why you know I think you would enjoy this part for the Browns a little bit more than years past because you were just plucking guys and they were going to be plugged in and there was no choice whether or not they were ready. And obviously a lot of those guys burnt out way too quick. But defensive side of the ball here, Ian, and it's going to be interesting because there are some fun, fun names. And again, you know, guys trying to hopefully match up to the hype. Yeah, for sure. And with Cleveland's, you know, needs at least that we know of today, which free agency will dictate a little bit. They have needs at premium positions, positions that you want dominant athletes. You've got to have great athletes at defensive tackle. You've got to have great athletes at defensive end. We, we know that there's a direct correlation. There's very few, very good players at those positions that weren't like stand out for their size. And it's, that's always relative to, to their weight. Right. But, and these players are also specific to their roles. A lot of these guys, Maybe they didn't show out in college because they were in a role that asked them to fill gaps or, you know, just re- make run run keys the whole time. Like that's not necessarily a great position, but maybe they come in the NFL and then they're a much better player or maybe they have the tools to become a much better player. And so this makes it a lot of fun. And I think defensive tackle and defensive end is so much fun because it isn't 
just cut and dry. It's not like wide receiver or running back where a lot of the times it's your talent makes the production. And sometimes it's the opposite at that position. So I'm really interested to see here. Does Cleveland take the longer term view with some of these uh, players? Do they want someone like Adisa Isaac out of Penn State? Had a good senior bowl week. He's got some really good film. He should be another great athlete from Penn State. But what type of athlete is he? Is he that, you know, 10 RAS? you know, on the RAS scale, or is he someone that's maybe a little bit lesser? Does he, he looks a little stiff on film. So can he show in these drills that maybe he's not quite as stiff? Maybe it's just a play strength thing. Something that as he matures into his man body, that he's going to get better over time. Because if he does, maybe that pushes him out of the range of the Browns, or maybe the Browns need to move up for someone like that and address their edge two position. Because I do think he could probably start right away in the NFL, or at least be a very high end rotational player. If they're not quite looking to spend that much, Maybe Jonah Ellis out of Utah or Austin Booker out of Kansas. Those are guys with one year of big production in college. They have some good film, but you also see a lot of the rawness that comes with not really spending a ton of time on the field. Booker 6'6", 245, really impressive physically, but he's got, you know, he's got a lot to work on. He's still learning to play the game a little bit. Same for Ellis. Ellis has a nice, really nice spin move. He's got some quickness. He's pretty creative on his feet, but he needs reps. He needs time. And so if these guys go out and dominate, at the combine, well, you might have to take him in the second round. And that's a little rich. It might be a little rich for a team that's not really ready to play that type of talent anymore. Like you said, four years ago, those guys might have to play right away. And you might just have to say, hey, we're going to, you know, ride or die with this dude. And he's going to sink or swim. And it is what it is. They don't necessarily have to do that anymore. So I'm interested to see how those guys do. Mason Smith is the defensive tackle. There's a bunch of defensive tackles in this class. There always are. There's also a bunch from LSU, too. I don't know how many. LSU's got like three there. Seriously. And I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. That's a great thing for the Browns because you just kind of have to find one that works well. But at the same time, like you want to find that guy who has like that elite upside. I I look at Mason Smith. He was the guy like a year ago, we were pegging him in the first round. If he came back from his ACL injury to say, Hey, if he comes back hundred percent, he could be a top five pick. He didn't come back and play well. He, he looked rough. And for a 300 pound guy, that's not super surprising. I was surprised he entered the draft. But if he comes in and he plays well, all right, if the medicals check out, maybe you say, okay, maybe we're getting a top 20 value. We saw this last year with uh, Cincinnati. They took the defensive tackle in the first round, and he was a guy that was, you know, out of Clemson that was supposed to be, you know, that same top five, top 10 type of guy. And yeah, his rookie season was mostly a wash. But that's the ability that you have when you're a really good team is that you can kind of redshirt him, you can get him into shape, you can rehab the injury. It's a little bit scary, but the Browns are talking about doing it with maybe a day two pick. So it's not quite as scary. I'm actually shocked that Cincinnati, I think it was Brian Breezy, I'm shocked that they took him um, you know, after that injury and the way he played after that injury. But maybe Cleveland could be a little bit smarter than their counterpart here and get a good value here. So Smith's a guy that I really like. And then the other position I'm looking at, is linebacker, right? Like, can they get a day one starter at linebacker? And there's a bunch of athletic guys. We've talked about Cedric Gray a little bit. We've talked about some of these more uh, more fluid guys that I'm not concerned about, their ability to drop into space, like Peyton Wilson, someone like that. Those are guys are kind of more known quantities. I want to know about the guys who need to prove it. So Jalen Ford out of Texas, he's a thumper. He's a guy who can make tackles in the box. But he was protected a lot by an amazing defensive line. Not going to necessarily have that in the NFL, most likely, unless he goes to like Philadelphia or somewhere like that. Cleveland has a good defensive line, but it's going to also be overhauled potentially this offseason. So can he make his own tackles for loss? Can he make those plays in coverage? Can he make those explosive or impact plays? 
that starts at the combine. You have to show it there. You have to show fluidity. You have to show quick twitch and, and explosiveness. Tyron Hopper out of Missouri, same thing. I mean, his stats are phenomenal. His film is really strong. But is he going to be like a Nick Bolton type where he's more of a, a you know, good three-down player? Or is he going to be a two-down guy who doesn't really have that value in the NFL? He's a rookie contract, then you let him go type. And then Tyrese Knight out of UTEP, huge numbers across the board. I thought he was a huge riser this past year. He was a guy that was finishing plays in 2022, but he wasn't necessarily making impact plays. That changed this last season. He was racking up tons of tackles, but he was all over the field. You could line him up in the slot a little bit. You could drop him into space. He was really impressive on film, takes on contact well, but now you have to show it against your peers. Your peers, everything goes up a level, especially from UTEP to this level. Can he stand out amongst a really good linebacker group? And if he can, I think each of those guys could be in the mix with that third to fourth round range. And, you know, look, and the other thing is, is if you're coming in as a linebacker, it's not going to be all set up for you. You're most likely going to have to do the dirty work. You're going to, it's all going to be set up for JOK to be the heat seeking missile. You're going to be the one that's going to have to absorb some blocks. One guy for me, and we're going to get to this because I'm going to get you a bunch of shows next week. And we're, I'm going to do every single positional year that I'm looking for. Decameron Richardson, Mississippi State was a truck guy. Mississippi State, yes, and he is somebody else that will be out on the island at six foot two. I think the Browns know what they have in MJ Emerson, and I think they would like to get a little bit more of that into the room. Big thanks to Ian Valentino. Make sure you're following at NFL Draft Study. Uh, we'll have Ian in here a bunch here. You know, look, this for me, like this is, and you guys know anybody that follows this show, this is where it started. This is what built Lockdown Browns was draft coverage. Now we have a great team. To talk about as well. In those days, we did not. But again, make sure you're following Ian. Uh, obviously, everybody over the OER busting their butts, putting out great content for you guys each and every single day. Your host, Jeff Floyd. I appreciate you all who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every single day. The everyday crowd, you are the best. Become the best. If you like the everyday or subscribe to the YouTube channel, show is always available, always free wherever you get your podcasts. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go. Browns. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.